Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Monday, July 17th, 2023, and this is episode 464 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. That's another Coffee with Brian, starting the week off, starting the week off. Um, Pip, good morning, Pip. Good morning, Gingerbread Farms. Kyle, Backwoods Butcher, how we doing this morning? Hope everything's going well. Morning, Carson Liebenau. How are we doing? Thanks for joining us. And Rachel, Rachel, how are we doing? Been a while. Hope everything is going good. Old Pip says he needs to mow the lawn today and then uh, maybe visit the junkyard, but there's something else he has to do. Yeah, I got an appointment with Pip this morning and the uh, rest of the Duction Cup crew, so stay tuned for that we got an interview coming out on lots of lots to talk about with uh pip lisa and aj from ductioncups.com so that will be interesting record that one here a little bit after the show and uh yeah rest of today i will or the <laughs> a little later i will tell you what we have in store for the rest of the day the rest of our uh, stay here in uh what are we western south dakota uh, we moved over the weekend, talk a little bit about that, talk a little bit about what else we did over the weekend, and uh, just some random thoughts here on a Monday as we get going on the week. Pip says, oh yeah, that's it. He's nervous. He uh, he is nervous. He thinks that uh, things may not go well. I don't know. I think it's going to be just, just fine. <laughs> Um, Carson says he wishes he had a cup of coffee, but no coffee maker in the semi. Oh man, traveling is tough. Um, let's see. Good morning, uh, morning, uh, Mike, Philippine Nomad over there, Canadian Farmstead. How we doing? Oh wow, uh, Rachel, you've been busy. She says she's had Nick Ferguson up at her place for a small farm workshop. And then a stop the bleed class, uh, and then work to catch up on. Man, man. Uh, <laughs> Backwood says, don't be nervous, Pip. It's easy. If Kyle can do it, anybody can. Uh, he's, he's doing good. He'll do fine. Pip will do fine. He's he's a nervous Nelly, I think. he's uh, He worries a little too much. And uh, Philippine Nomad says, we'll... We'll drink one for you, Carson. Phil- Philippine Nomad's over there. It's evening right now while he's listening to the show. So uh, I don't know if he's drinking coffee unless he wants to stay up all night. But what's in my cup today? I got uh, GSD Blend, uh, Lots Project GSD Blend. Uh, man, this was the first one. This is the original blend that we made up for the show. And it's fantastic. I, uh, I told Brian that I wanted a... Um, uh, coffee for somebody who wants to get up that likes a, a lighter roast that likes uh, higher caffeine content but doesn't doesn't want to drink that like energy drinks or um, or jacked up coffee the extra caffeine coffee so he worked on it and made a great blend of taste and um, the light the lightest roast highest caffeine content you're naturally going to get in coffee means and uh, he nailed it. He nailed it. Nice, nice blend there. Really light, really 
easy on the tongue. It's not bitter. It's not going to, it's not going to be like, Oh, bitter coffee face or anything like that, but it gives you a pop. It gives you a little kick, but not all jittery. You're not going to be shaking. Maybe if you have two, maybe if you have two, but, um, the coffee, the coffee itself is, uh, one cup and done and you're just ready to go and, uh, blast away. Gingerbread Gingerbread Farm says he makes coffee while uh, the truck airs up in the morning. And Carson said he drinks coffee, <laughs> drinks plenty of coffee uh, all the time. Yeah, I used to be I used to be that way. And at this point, I'm uh, I'm a one French press, maybe two in the morning. And after that, I just uh, I def I just uh, kind of cruise on through the day. Backwoods says if you have two. French presses of GSD, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be rolling a little bit. Yeah, it's, uh, it is, it is definitely, you can tell the difference and it's amazing that there's nothing added. It's just, it's just the natural uh, ability to not roast out the caffeine in the, in the coffee. So morning renegade, renegade butcher. A, uh, I see everyone uh, seems to be here. <laughs> everybody the more normal morning crew is all around and we're about five minutes in so let's get uh let's get into that perfect cup question for monday it was uh interesting <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know how this question was going to go but uh we'll get it and uh, backwoods says joshua you are here <laughs> joshua showed up and um Corey's working already this morning. She had a week off and uh, she's she's uh, playing catch up. So she's already signed in and uh, and away on her work day. So I don't know how much interaction she's going to have. And um, even if she'll be ended up making a second tea during the show or if it'll end up being after because she'll be drinking it a little slower. Anyway, good morning, Greenberry Grove. How are we doing? I am. Uh, I'm going to get to this perfect cup question and then we will roll on to history and get on with the show. Uh, right. All right, it's time for the 121st edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed. Every Monday through Sunday, I throw a question out about midday, early afternoon. You can grab that question. You can answer it in the comments on any socials. I put it on in the Telegram channel, but also on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and MeWe, and Noster. <laughs> you can count. You can comment. You can comment on any of those posts. But the best way to get included for sure is to go to t.me/lotsfeed and answer right to that perfect question. Perfect cup question. Excuse me. It's Monday. Um. The perfect cup question for today is, if when you died, you got put in a room for eternity with people who died the same way, how would you die? How would you want to die? Excuse me. Let's do that again. If when you died, you got put into a room for eternity with people who died the same way, how would you want to die? Canadian Farm says, says he needed too much clarification for uh, clarification to answer that question. Um, I mean, I think these questions in general, um, I think they are up for your interpretation. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't sit around 
scratching my uh, scratching my butt coming up with these questions. I poke around the internet. I find lists and uh, grab the ones I do. And if there's ambiguity and ubiquity in them, is that a word? Uh, you can kind of define it as yourself and uh, and just throw it out there. I think they're all pretty personal, but. Canadian Farm said you are not alone. I got that answer from more than one person. And uh, let's get to those answers. Corey made me uh, promise that I answer my my questions every day with the first answer or at least the answer. And then I told her she was going to have to answer also. So we bookend the answers. I start and uh, we wrap up with hers. Um. <laughs> get to these ones later in, over in the comments i'm seeing here but uh my answer and uh, it was pretty common one across the board uh was i think during my sleep i i really think um i think if we i guess you know the more i thought about it here just as i was talking about sleep the um yeah yeah i'm still gonna stick with it sleeping and uh, Pip followed uh, Pip followed suit and said, that's a simple one for him. It's while sleeping. Chris Dixon weighed in, said quietly, in death, I want peace and tranquility, not stories of amazement and grandeur. And I thought that was going to be the way it was going to go all, all day with the answers coming in. And then our friend Kyle, the backwoods butcher, he weighed in. And uh, and dropped one in there that wasn't quite sweep. Uh, he wants to die in an animal attack. Go figure. Go figure. Okay, Kyle. Animal attack it is. Scrambling came in with the same thoughts as Canadian Farmstead and said, I can't get, get past the stuck in a room. Are we talking a cell or as big as the Mall of America? A dark cave or a glass oasis? And I have to say, I guess that probably depends on how you died and um, how you lived and uh, how many people died that same way, depending on how much of a room you're in. But yeah, yeah, there is a lot of vagueness in these questions and by design so that they uh, they can cover as many people. Sometimes it backfires, but uh, Scramblin was wondering what size room. James says uh, from Gingerbread Farm says, uh, in battle with my brothers, but that ship has sailed. Yeah, um, I think you would have a lot of uh, brothers in arms, uh, not just your closest ones. I think there is uh, more than enough to fill uh, to fill the Mall of America, as Scramblin would say, with uh, battle buds for sure, or people that have died in battle going back forever. So there is that. Mike Philippine Nomad says uh, snoozing off at sunset on the beach. Yeah, that would be that would be kind of nice. That would be kind of nice as the sun goes down. You kind of just check out um, with the day. Why not? Why not? Pip probably want to do it at sunrise, um, maybe sunset. So uh, K Bonk over in the chat said in the sleep or hopefully peace of mind. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty common theme. Corey weighed in also with in her sleep. Um, and also yesterday we were here, uh, still am this morning, but uh, for the last few days we've been traveling with Corey's parents. Uh, they decided to bring their camper out and hang out with us for a few days while we were up here in South Dakota. And so I asked the question to them and uh, Corey's mom also said, 
inner sleep, inner sleep, just instantly. So um, instantly answered, not instantly inner sleep. <laughs> but uh, let me hit the comments here, see if there's anybody else. Um, uh, Pip says, the questions seem like they are meant to be vague for the freedom of the answer. Yeah, that's that's probably uh, probably was my line of thinking. Thanks, Pip. See, you'll do great on the show. You will do great. You understand it completely. <laughs> I, I'm glad somebody does. I don't. Um, Renegade Butcher says a failed parachute probably have stories to tell. Yeah. Um, or like the, yeah, those final moments, uh, what went through their head. Um, uh, sleep and gingerbread says an eternity of battle stories. Um, do, do, do. Sorry, rolling through, rolling through. Backwoods Butcher says, that was my thought for my answer. Would be an interesting group of people in my room. <laughs> and there's always that one. Uh, quietly in my sleep like Grandpa, not like the passengers in the car he was driving. <laughs> and Backwards Backwood says all the tough guys that got killed by uh, got killed by animal attacks, all these grizzly and uh, and tough guys that were out doing dangerous stuff and got killed. Then they can make fun of all the all the young idiots that well, I don't think they're all young, but all the idiots that are getting killed uh, by bison and stuff and in Yellowstone when they're taking uh, selfies of themselves with them. So uh gingerbread farm says anyone can skydive once and yeah so let's wrap this up for the perfect cup question of the day again the question was if you if if when you died you got into you got put into a room for eternity with people who died the same way how would you want to die and uh the answer overwhelmingly majority said sleep and then there were a few outliers there that are just a bit off and you know who you are. Um, Canadian Farmstead says, Kyle's going to have to listen to Steve Irwin the rest of eternity. <laughs> and Pip came in with Steve Irwin, too. I love it. I love it. All right, let's wrap it up. Please keep an eye out for that perfect cup question of the day all across socials on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, MeWe, LinkedIn, Noster, and, of course, at the Telegram channel, t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash lots feed. Excuse me. Telegram channel is t.me slash lots feed. This has been another episode of The Perfect Cup. And uh, now back to the main show. All right. All right, guys. Um yeah, that was that was um, interesting. As the the question, the answers started rolling in, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a pretty boring, boring show." Then Kyle drops in that uh, animal attack, and I started pondering things, and it was pretty slow. And uh, yeah, I guess that that question was a little too ambiguous for everyone. And um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Oh, Rachel, Rachel Wade in there in the live comments said, "Sleep, yeah, sleep, sleep, sleep." Everybody wants to be in sleep. So anyway, let's get uh, let's get rolling on to that. Lots of history. Pip does diligent work five days a week and sends me over history. Uh, lots of history, history of the day, uh, this day in history. 
Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's been affectionately named Lots of History by Pip. And he's the guy that puts it together. So let's roll with it. And uh, here we go. July 17th, 2023. July 17th. Hello, humans. And welcome to Monday, Monday, Monday. Pip from Duction Cups wishing you all a happy Fergan Day. And in respect for Fergan Day, may I say this. You are all looking halfway decent and almost respectable for a Monday. That attempt at the compliments will be explained in the holidays. All right. We have a uh, we have a mystery to solve with the holidays. Anyway, there are 167 sun things after today left in the year. Count on it. Here's today's current past events. <laughs> I hope... I hope no one has uh, a flight today. I stopped counting the history of plane crashes. Oh, interesting. July 17th is a day you do not want to go up in the air. So anyway, let's, uh, let's get on to what happened in history on July 17th. <coughs> Excuse me. July 17th, 1902. Willis Carrier creates the first air conditioner in Buffalo, New York. In 1915, he founded Carrier Corporation, a company specializing in the manufacture and distribution of heating, ventilation, and air conditioning systems. The 1902 installation marked the birth of air conditioning because of the addition of humidity control, which led to recognition by authorities in the field that AC must perform four basic functions. Control temperature, control humidity, control air circulation, and ventilation, and cleanse the air. After several more years of refinement and field testing, on January 2nd, 1906, Carrier was granted U.S. Patent 808-897 for apparatus for treating air, the world's first spray-type air conditioning equipment. In 1906, Carrier discovered that constant dew point depression provided practically constant relative humidity, which later became known among air conditioner engineers as the law of constant dew point depression. Pips notes, cheers, dude. We were just talking about Willis and refrigeration, odd timing. Yeah, old carrier was a big deal there where I grew up in Western New York. Hmm, yeah, Buffalo moved to Syracuse, all sorts of fun stuff. 1955, July, July 17th, 1955, Disneyland is dedicated and opened by Walt Disney in Anaheim, California. Disney initially envisioned building tourist attractions a day. Hold on, guys. One second. I can't read the screen when it's bouncing up and down. It'll just be a second here. Hey. Sorry. Disney initially envisioned building a tourist attraction adjacent to the studios in Burbank to entertain fans who wished to visit. However, he soon realized that the proposed site was too small for the idea that he had after hiring the Stanford Research Institute to perform the feasibility study determining an appropriate site for his project, Disney bought 160 acres, uh, site, 165 acres site near Anaheim in 1953. They founded WED Enterprises, the, per, the precursor to today's Walt Disney Ima Imagineering. Construction became, began in 1954, and the park was unveiled during a special televised press event on the ABC television network on July 17th, 1955. Pip's notes, Disneyland is in California. Disney World is here in Orlando. Pip looks at a map. As a dude who is from Long Beach, I'm grateful for the 
birthing humans for getting out of Cali years ago. And yeah, there's a whole lot of New York and Florida and increasing. Pip side notes, Disney founded WED. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, this day, July 17th, 1962, nuclear weapons testing. The small boy test shot little feller. One becomes the last atmospheric test detonation at the Nevada National Security Site. In Little Feller 2, July 7th, the warhead was suspended only three feet above the ground and had a yield equivalent to 22 tons of TNT. In Little Feller 1, July 17th, the warhead was launched as a Davy Crockett device from a stationary 155 millimeter launcher and set to detonate between 20 and 40 feet above the ground around 1.7 miles from the launch point, with a yield of 18 tons of TNT. This test was performed in conjunction with Operation Ivy Flats, a simulated military environment, and was observed by General Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy and Presidential Advisor General Maxwell D. Taylor. Pip's notes, y'all make fun of Jeepers. The U.S. Army mounted the Davy Crockett nuclear weapons delivery platform on the back of a Willys Jeep. Oh, you have to, aftermarket speakers that blast? Oh, bless your heart. That's cute. <laughs> Pip checks in Mopar factory catalog. Turns out the part is no longer available through factory parts numbers. At least the Ram trucks still have factory gun racks. Pip side notes, watches Demolition Ranch on YouTube. Oh, that big truck you had built is cute. My Jeep has a nuclear launcher. <laughs> yeah, um, I do remember seeing pictures of that launcher on the back of a Jeep at some point in my life and thought that is pretty cool. Um, 1989, July 17, 1989, first flight of the B-2 Spirit Stealth Bomber, an American heavy strategic bomber featuring low observable stealth technology designed to penetrate dense anti-aircraft defenses, the bomber could drop con conventional and thermonuclear weapons such as up to 80 500-pound class MK-82 JDAM GPS-guided bombs or 16 2,400-pound B-83 nuclear bombs. That's a, that's a few. The B-2 is the only... Acknowledge in-surface aircraft that can carry large air-to-surface standoff weapons in a stealth configuration. Pips notes that flying V comes to mind. Yeah, I remember being um, just, uh, so 89, I was 12, 11, 12 years old. I remember seeing pictures of the stealth bomber, and that thing was sweet. It looked like that bat wing, looked all sci-fi and everything. Not not much anymore. It looks pretty normal. July uh, 17th, 2001, Concorde is brought back into service nearly a year after the July 2000 crash. A Concorde passenger jet on an international charter flight from Paris to New York crashed shortly after takeoff, killing all 109 people on board and four on the ground. It was the only fatal Concorde accident during its 27-year operational history. Phipps notes, it was the only fatal Concorde accident during its 27-year operational history yet the jet crashed into a hotel in nearby ghanis two minutes after takeoff two minutes of yeah i'm gonna die any second that's a bit heavy how long was that 120 seconds in real time yeah that's uh something that i've always kind of been a little off about was um 
falling to my death, especially an extreme fall, like where you have to wait to die. <laughs> not uh, not ideal by any means. Uh, this day, July 17th, 2018, Scott S. Shepard announces that his team has discovered a dozen irregular moons of Jupiter. Uh, starting as a graduate student at the Institute of Astronomy at the University of Hawaii, he was credited with the discovery of many small moons of Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus. Yes, Uranus has moons and Neptune. He has also discovered the first known trailing Neptune Trojan 2008 LC18, the first named leading Neptune Trojan 385571 Othera and the first high-inclination Neptune Trojan 2005-TN53. These discoveries showed that the Neptune Trojan's objects are mostly on highly inclined orbits and thus likely captured small bodies from elsewhere in the solar system. Pips notes, that's no moon, that's moons, plural. There are 95 moons of Jupiter with confirmed orbits as of 23, March 23rd, 2023. 95 moons around Jupiter. Can you imagine what it looks like when they're all full? <laughs> Birthdays. Let's see who was born today, July 17th. July 17th, 1744. Elb Elbridge Jerry, American merchant and politician, fifth vice president of the United States, an American founding father, merchant, politician, and diplomat who served as the fifth vice president of the United States under President John James Madison from 1813 until his death in 1814. The political practice of gerrymandering is named after him. Pips notes, Jerry signed both the Declaration of Independence and the Articles of Confederation. He was one of three men who attended the Constitutional Convention in 18, 1787, but refused to sign the Constitution because originally it did not include a Bill of Rights. After its ratification, he was elected to the inaugural United States Congress, where it was he was actively involved in the drafting and passage of Bill of Rights as an advocate for individuals and state liberties. Well, at least he did that. <coughs> uh, July 17th, 1894, George Lemaire, Belgian priest, astronomer, and cosmetologist. Cosmologist? Cosmetologist? <laughs> Maybe. A Belgian Catholic priest, theoretical physicist, makeup artist, mathematician, astronomer, and professor of physics at the Catholic University of Louvois. Uh, he was the first to theorize that the recession of nearby galaxies can be explained by the expanding universe, which was observantly confirmed soon afterwards by Edward Edwin Hubble. He first derived Hubble's law, now called the Hubble-Lamour law, by the IAU and published the first estimation of the Hubble constant in 1927, two years before Hubble's article. He also proposed the Big Bang theory of the origin of the universe, calling it the hypothesis of primeval atom and later calling it the beginning of the world. Pips notes, coughs, is the universe expanding to give another universe a hug or is it yawning and about to curl up for a nap? Too much salad, Pip, too much salad. Uh, this is the second dude that's dabbled in religion and science. I'm not a dude of, of the praise, but bonus points in my book for the dude with an open mind, I guess. Yeah, um, it is kind of a conflict of um, thought. And when there are religious people that uh, dabble in science, it is, it's, it's an interesting dynamic for sure. 
Uh, July 17th, 1912, Art Linkletter, Canadian-American radio and television host, a Canadian-born American radio and television personality. He was the host of The House Party, which ran on CBS Radio and Television for 25 years, and People Are Funny, which aired on NBC Radio and Television for 19 years. He he became a naturalized U.S. citizen in 1942. Old clips of Linkletter's House Party program were later featured as segments on the first Incarnation of Kids Say the Darnest Things, a series of books followed which contained the humorous comments made on air by children. He appeared in four films. July 17, 1921, Mary Osborne, American guitarist. She began performing at a young age and was featured on radio programs in North Dakota, where she grew up. In New York City during the 1940s, she played with jazz musicians, musicians such as Dizzy Gillespie, Dizzy Gillespie, Billy Holiday, Art Tatum, Coleman, Hawkins, and Thelonious Monk. After moving to California in 1968, and she and her husband founded the Osborne Guitar Company. Pips notes, we're doing jazz for the morning and rock for the afternoon. July 17th, 1939, Spencer Davis, Welsh singer, songwriter, and guitarist. Welsh, Welsh was a singer and a musician. He founded the Spencer Davis Group, a band that, I, uh, the band that had several hits in the 1960s, including... Keep On Running, Give Me Some Lovin', and I'm a Man, all sung by Steve Winwood. Davis subsequently enjoyed success as an A&R executive with Island Records. Pips notes, Give Me Some Lovin', Movie Scene, Iron Eagle, and Days of Thunder. Good song. Yeah. Yeah, that scene in uh, both of those movies is quite popular. And, uh, man, the 80s with those uh, rock and roll anthems in movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, July 17th, 1946, Ted Shampley, American POWMIA activist, an American Vietnam War veteran and activist. He primarily advocates for those service members still considered missing in action or prisoners of war, POW slash MIA, as the end of hostilities in ni- at, as of the end of hostilities in 1975. He is credited with the research that identified Air Force Lieutenant Michael Blase as the Vietnam fatality buried at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier and for his role in organizing the annual Rolling Thunder motorcycle event in Washington. In Kinsting, North Carolina, where he lived for much of his adult life, he was known for his local civic activism, most notably his effort to to build a replica of the Confederate ironclad CSS Nuis, the only full-size replica of Confederate ironclad in the city's downtown. July 17, 1952, David Hasselhoff, American singer, actor, and producer, and an American actor, singer, and television personality. Pips notes, I make a joke when people interrupt me with a phone call. I tell them, you're, you're interrupting my latest Hasselhoff CD. They look at me with a puzzled face. Who died today? Who died July 17th? July 17th, 1959, Billie Holiday, American singer, an American jazz and swing music music singer. Her vocal style, strongly inspired by jazz instrumentalists, pioneered a new way of manipulating phrasing and tempo. She was known for her vocal delivery and improvisational skills. According to Hari, after 10 days, whoa, I think you you, you jumped the gun, Pip. You copied and pasted me in in the middle. Uh, On July 15th, she received her last rites. Um, Oh, wait. 
Yeah, it looks like she might have been doing heroin. Uh, according, she was, uh, after 10 days, methadone was discontinued as part of uh, uh, policy. On July 15th, she received her last rites and died at age 44 on the 17th of July. Um, oh, it just got, okay, here it is. Yep. She went to take, she went to the hospital for, um, liver and heart disease, probably from using heroin. <laughs> Let's see. July 17th, 2009, Walter Cronkite died. American journalist and actor and American broadcast journalist who served as an anchorman for the CBS evening news for the 19 years from 1962 to 1981. Cronkite reported on many events suggest. Brian, take a deep breath, including, oh, Jesus, <clears throat> the bombings in World War II, Nuremberg trials, combat in Vietnam War, the Dawson's Field hijackings, Watergate, the Iron Iran, Iran hostage crisis and assassination of President John F. Kennedy, civil rights pioneer Martin Luther King Jr., the Beatles musician John Lennon. He was also known for his extensive coverage of the U.S. space program, Project Mercury to the moon landings to the space shuttle. He was the only non-NASA recipient of the Ambassador of Exploration Award. Cronkite is known for his departing catchphrase, and that's the way it is, followed by the date of the broadcast. Pips notes, I don't know if this will be a good or bad thing, but maybe they, maybe how they died in June 20, 2009, Cronkite was reported to be terminally ill. He died on July 17, 2009. Uh, at his home in New York City at age 92. He is believed to have died from cardiovascular disease, I believe is what that is. Hmm, not sure. Uh, 2014, July 17, 2014, Harry Hartsfield, American col colonial <coughs> pilot and astronaut. Is that colonel or colonial? I think it's colonel. A United States Air Force colonel and NASA <laughs> astronaut who logged over 480 hours in space. He was inducted into the United States Astronaut Hall of Fame in 2006. He logged over 7,400 hours of flying time, of which over 61 and a half, 6150 are in the, yeah, there's a list of aircraft here to make me think that a dude played bingo aircraft edition. He he would win all the directions. He flew a lot of planes. Um, let's see. 2020. I can't even read that Russian Australian skater's name. <laughs> holidays. Let's hit those holidays. July 17th in South Korea celebrates Constitution Day. The date was deliberately chosen to match the founding date of the 17th of July of the Yosian dynasty in 1948. Pips notes, picking a day, picking a past day on a current day to celebrate a future day. <laughs> uh, let's see, Utara Singh Day in uh, Meghnahala, India. See above, we just talked about this. Pips notes, I hope that didn't sound like those as per my last email, passive aggressive notes. Um, <laughs> world... World Day for International Justice on June 1st, 2010 at the review conference of the Rome statue held in Kampala, Uganda. The Assembly of State Parties decided to celebrate 17th of July as the Day of International Criminal Justice. Each year, people around the world use this day to host events to promote international criminal justice, especially support for the International Criminal Court. Pip's sarcastic notes, not going to joke about some dudes going to 
Epstein's Island. Oh, Epstein Island. Uh, July 17th is also World Emoji Day. The date originally referred to the day Apple premiered its iCal calendar application in 2002. The day July 17th was displayed on the Apple color emoji version of the calendar emoji. World Emoji Day is the brainchild of Jeremy Berg, according to CNBC, which stated that the founder of Emojipedia created in 2014. Berg told The Independent, there was no formal plans to put in place other than choosing the date. Pips notes, kids will never know the days of learning how to make smiley faces. He used an equal sign and a D. Um, July 17th is also International Fergan Day, an informal modern Hebrew term and concept in Israel, Israeli culture, which complements someone or describes genuine, unselfish delight or pride in the accomplishments of another person. Another definition describes Fergan is a gener generosity of spirit and unselfish, empathetic joy that something good has happened or might happen to another person. The concept does not have to be one word equivalent in English. Oh, it does not have a one word equivalent in English. The infinite, infinitive form of the word um, means to make someone feel good without any ulterior motives. This absence of negativity is an integral part of the concept. Pips notes, to help promote the holiday, the company made in JLM, holds an overnight marketing hackathon at the night before July 17th in an online autom automatic Fergan generating tool in several languages called the Ferganator. Pips side notes, right clicks, opens new tabs under Mudita, a Buddhist concept of joy referring particularly to an especially sympathetic or vicarious joy or the pleasure that comes from delighting in other people's well-being. That's kind of my MO. I'm I'm way more happy when I can make someone else happy than making myself happy. So I'm I dig it. I dig it. That's been lots of history. This is Pip, and if all goes well, Duction Cups is getting an interview from Brian in a few hours. <laughs> Fergan, a few people today. Don't be too much of an ass. Maybe a little bit, but not too much. Cheers and GSD, both in life and in coffee. Cheers, Pip. GSD in my cup today. I appreciate all the hard work. If you like the history segment and all the work that Pip puts into it, please go ahead and visit DuctionCups.com or you can head over to the website and see the links to all the wiki articles that he referenced in the segment. Anyway, let's get on with it. Thank you, Pip. Rolling back up on these comments. Wow, you guys. Uh, whew. Oh, boy. You were busy while I was reading there. Um, just so you guys know, when I read the history segment, I put it over the comments. The notes go over the comments. This is crazy. Um, it looks like they had a, a big conversation. Guys, if there was anything in the comments that you really needed me to see, you're going to want to uh, put it again and uh, throw her in caps, and uh, I will be sure to see it pop up this time. But anyway, let's get on to it. What... Uh, what do we have to talk about? We got about 20 minutes or so left. And then I got to do some uh, prep for uh, old Pip's interview. Like he said, um, back to back here, get everything uh, wrapped up with the show and roll into their interview. And then what else do I have to do today? 
Got to go get uh, get everything finished up with our South Dakota trip. Uh, if you were here on Friday, I told you guys that uh, we we got our South Dakota residency all taken care of. We got our driver's licenses. Really, really smooth process other than me forgetting a uh, document, which cost us an extra hour or so. But uh, yeah, super impressed with the South Dakota DMV. They uh, hand you your new license right there. You don't have to wait in the mail and do all that shit. So that was really cool. Um, and then we kind of hung out. Today, I have to go get the vehicle, uh, our truck, and camper registrations transferred to South Dakota. I had to come across uh, the whole state to the county that my address is in over here in uh, over here in Box Elder, uh, Pennington County, South Dakota. So... Had to come over, do that. Uh, we could have done that by mailing the information and all the original documents up here and uh, giving them a power of attorney to register it. But I don't like uh, I don't like dropping my titles to my vehicles to uh, in the mail to somebody I don't know. Just just me, just me. But uh, that's what I'm going to go run do today after after the show, after the interview, get that all taken care of. There's a possibility that the, the office is closed on Monday for some reason. Um, some of the office, the DMV office in Rapid City, where I have to go, is only open Tuesday through Friday. But this is uh, taken care of at the treasurer's office. So uh, hopefully, hopefully they are open on Monday. I can get it all taken care of. But anyway, I have to go over to our mailbox provider and pick up mail that I have at our address. So. That's uh, that's what today is. Uh, Corey's parents are going to be taken off. It's going to be just Corey and I and the dogs here out in Wasta, South Dakota for a couple more days. And then our journey will continue. Uh, we had to sit down. Corey had to do some work today, tomorrow, and I had some things to catch up on. So we sat down and man, what a great site. What a great site. Um, we, we were at Uncle B's uh farm and and uh hip camp there for four days last week uh talked about it most every day on the show because it was absolutely fantastic uh fantastic hip, hip camp um can't say enough about uncle b everything was great uh guy has his stuff going on there's a reason why he is um he was um hip camp of the year um a couple times or runner up. I, uh, I believe he told me he was sixth in the nation at one point uh, in the voting for one year. And um, yeah, there's a reason the guy, the guy's got it. He's continuing to develop, develop ideas. He's putting in more campsites uh, daily. He's got big projects ready to go on. He's uh, going to retro uh, old bus into a um, kind of a Airbnb apartment type thing. Uh, the uncle B's hippie bus, which uh, will be cool. And so I started throwing out, um, I started throwing out videos. I did a bunch of video there. I'm gonna do a bunch of shorts and uh, hopefully some reviews for his site because, man, if I can help him out, no, that's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. Just a super great guy and uh, absolute uh, fantastic facility he has there. If you ever plan on traveling across South Dakota and uh, you're thinking you might need a stop on the eastern side. And uh, basically, the eastern side and the western side are about four and a half hours apart. So if you're coming from out of state and you want a nice rest over place, maybe for a couple days, maybe for a night, uh, Uncle B's, check it out in Monroe, South Dakota. We took off from there on um, 
it was a Saturday morning, I think. Saturday morning, I keep looking for to Corey for answers. She's concentrating on work. She, she has no idea what I'm talking about. But uh, anyway, I think we took off Saturday morning and we rolled over here to um, to Wasta. Uh, Wasta is actually the next town over from Wall. Uh, you may have heard of Wall Drug. Um, where is Wall Drug? Well, it's in Wall, South Dakota. That is um, about an hour from Mount Rushmore, uh, the Black Hills area. And so we uh, we came over here. Uh, about the only site that we saw that was going to work for us was a um, it's a gravel pit. Basically, it's a gravel pit on 1500 acres of uh, cattle graze pasture. It's not really pasture. It's, yeah, it's 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 a gravel pit. It really I mean, it's just basically an old gravel pit on a on ranch land out out close to the Badlands. And we pulled in um, and looked around and I was like, this is fantastic. Uh, what a 180 from Uncle B's. Uncle B's, uh, everybody kind of intermingled. There were it was it was about as close to a, a campground, like a KOA style campground that I'll want to get to. Um, far enough, small enough and uh, and family oriented, like not family oriented, like doing stuff for the kids, but like. People being friendly and uh, just friendly enough <laughs> um, at Uncle B's. Here we are by ourselves. Um, we rolled in. We set up. We didn't see anything, see anybody for the first couple days. Uh, we saw some cows walk by. Uh, did a shitload of uh, rock hounding, which is fantastic here in an old gravel pit. We found some really, really, really cool rocks. Uh, I will continue to do that over the next two days and hopefully get... Uh, Hopefully get a batch of uh, raw agates off to uh, Scrambling, and I think he might polish them up for me and uh, and get them back. But yeah, walking around here in a couple different gravel piles, uh, the roads it's it's all it's all just uh, gorgeous rocks. So lots of rock hunting, and then last yesterday, Corey and her parents. So it was um, it's kind of uh, ironic. When Corey was a kid and uh, her and her brother, parents, they were in Minnesota, they uh, they took a, a, a family vacation. And about 30 years ago, we were figuring 29, 30 years ago, they uh, they made this trip. They made the trip to Mount Rushmore. They made the trip to Wall Drug and all the all the the stops along the way. And um, so they took off. I had a ton of work to get caught back up, of, caught back up with with the show. Um, I've been trying to stay light on work on this vacation, workcation, uh, whatever we're doing uh, these three weeks as we're uh, kind of traveling and stopping and working, but trying to spend a ton of time with Corey, which takes away from all the the normal schedule stuff. And I was starting to get a little anxiety over it. Um, not necessarily that I wasn't putting content out or anything like that. It was more, I just had this, I had this feeling that I was forgetting stuff and not even stuff that necessarily mattered, but, um, I'm such, so routine oriented that, um, it was messing with me. I was uh, cranky and angry and thought I was, I was missing things. So Corey, Corey and her parents took off to go to Mount Rushmore. It's, it's been something that I was like, nah, I could take it or leave it for, uh, for most of my life when I, when I thought about it. Uh, we will probably take an opportunity to drive by when we leave here, going to our next site. We are going over to Wyoming on our way home. Um, so I'll probably end up 
being able to see it. Um, but they took off. They went, and um, I'm glad they did. I got a shitload of work done, uh, more than I had expected, which kind of lowered my anxiety level. Um, and Corey and her parents got to spend time together, and they got to go see Mount Rushmore. I got pictures. I also got um, – they also picked me up a little souvenir. Oh, you're not going to be able to see it because of the light. But, oh, there we go. Oh, all right. Yep. Barely for a second. You got it. Um, <laughs> Canadian Farm says, says tin tinfoil hat Tuesday. Um, tinfoil Tuesdays from Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I don't know uh, if I would be able to set up there. Corey said there's a ton of park rangers all over the place. Was anybody doing any live broadcasts from Mount Rushmore? But anyway, they went up to Mount Rushmore. They came home. Like I said, got a ton of work done. And uh, when they got, by, got back, we fired up the air conditioner because it was a little warm here. And we were going to take off and go over to Wall Drug. Air conditioner ran great on the generator. We uh, we took off. We went over to Wall Drug. We walked the whole, the whole Wall Drug area. If you've never been there, it's interesting. It's, it's definitely interesting. It's like a block, a city block long souvenir shop i guess is what you'd call it but they have everything in there from restaurants to i bought a pair of sandals uh, i think um i think Corey's dad bought a pair of moccasins uh bought a bunch of stickers all sorts of stuff they just have everything and then we bought job walked over and had a nice bite to eat at a, at a pretty nice restaurant had a really good burger i think we all had burgers oh Corey's mom had some had some wings, but the three of us had burgers, and they were all all of us thought they were phenomenal. Bravo to the salty steer and uh, in Wall, South Dakota, for for providing that fantastic um, that fantastic burger uh, filling. When I eat a burger and I get done, and I'm like, "Yep, that was the right amount." They nailed it. They nailed it for sure. Um, maybe a little too much for others, <laughs> but uh, was perfect for me. I find myself disappointed quite a bit when I'm eating burgers and uh, <sighs> backwoods says Kyle says he missed out on saying hi to Corey's parents. Shame on him. Um, yeah, well they haven't, they weren't on the show and they're not staying in our camper. So I'm not sure how you'd say hi to him, but uh, Hey, Kim and Diane, happy uh, say hi from Kyle, the backwoods butcher. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we got home, we hung out, we played lots of uh, bags over the weekend, lots of cornhole with, uh, with uh, parent, or Corey's parents, and uh, man, we uh, hung out, we did some rock hunting, walked around this uh, beautiful place. It was their first time boondocking, uh, we, we got them into this, and I think they really enjoyed it, uh, eased them into hip camp, starting in Uncle B's, and then coming out here in a gravel pit. And I think they're, uh, I think they're gonna kind of look into that and maybe go for a little of that kind of uh, camping every now and then, and uh, when they can, because I think, uh, I think the views speak for themselves, and the hip camp experience for them, their first two stays has been similar to mine, um, all good, all good. Um, over the weekend, I realized that we just went over two hundred nights on hip camp, so we've booked. 200 nights of stays through the hip camp website and it um Corey and i went back and i think we've had two bad experiences one for sure two 
was probably our fault. Like it was just didn't read the listing well enough, but two out of 200, even you got a pretty good shot. You got a pretty good shot of having a good experience through hip camp. If I've, uh, if I've rolled 200 nights and had two or one really bad experience. So it is what it is. Even my bad experience was good because when I left a bad review, hip camp reached out to me and said, Hey, why was your stay bad? I said, well, it wasn't even there. Um, so that was that. And, uh, they refunded me. So I can't even say that I had a bad, even my one worst experience was made right by the company. So Man, if you guys want to camp, if you want to, uh, if you want to get outdoors, you want to try out Hip Camp. I have a link. You can get ten dollars off your first stay, and when you book that first day, I get ten dollars off uh, a future stay for us. It gets credited to my account, and it's a great way to help us um, help us because we stay at Hip Camp quite a bit, and any uh, any credits in that account always make those prices better. So. Check that out. Uh, there's a link, I believe, in the video notes. If not, and you're looking to get that $10 off, just shoot me a message. I will grab you that link, no problem. And if you're a property owner and you want to, um, if you want to, <laughs> um, if you want to sign up, like Kyle saying he needs to make sites and get on there. If you want to sign up. Uh, if you use my link, your first booking, uh, as, as a host. So the first time a camper books, you get a hundred bucks and I get a hundred bucks in credit. So, Hey, you got some extra property. I also do consulting on how to set that up. We could talk for free for a half an hour. I have a, a signup link on the homepage of the website. Uh, let's just see what you got, see what kind of goals you have and see if I can even help you. If I can, I'll let you know how to do, how I can do that. And, um, uh, how much it'll cost you, but man, 30 minutes free sign up. It, uh, you'll, you put your email address in, you get an email and that will, uh, it'll give you a link to go and book 30 minutes on a calendar. I'd love to talk to you, whether you want to talk about hip camp, cryptocurrency, homesteading, or just man, anything you got going on. I'm always looking to make new contacts and always interested in con in connecting people that I can't help together. Um, if I can't help you, I might know somebody that can. So as that book grows, I can be that guy that has a guy for you or uh, I can help you directly. So check that out, thelotsproject.com. You can go there and sign up for a free 30-minute consult anytime. Um, other than that, I think uh, I think that's all I got on the list today. Uh, item of the day, let's hit that up. I got the Sunwill 14-ounce mug set. They are um, stainless steel powder-coated tea mugs. Corey uses hers um, like three or four times a day. I use mine uh, routinely once a day for my tea in the evening. They're tough. They're they're a, they're a stainless teacup. It's uh, it is what it is. It's uh, easy. It's easy. They come clean. They uh, they last. They're tough. Um, it is what it is. Check them out. They're cheap enough, and uh, you get a two pack. Come in multiple colors. There is a link to the blog post review. In the video description and the audio notes, there's also a link to our Amazon listing. Even if you don't need to buy any coffee mugs, you can still click that link, head on over there, and then do your Amazon shopping. And once you click that link, we are uh, locked in and we will get a little kickback on anything you buy in that shopping trip. It all helps, guys. It all helps. You might buy that Sun, Sun Will 14-ounce mug set. We'll get about $0.70 cents back. But 
if a hundred people buy that Sunwill set, we get a little bit more than 70 cents. So it's all, uh, all a matter of volume, I guess, on the smaller items. But uh, yeah, that Sunwill 14 ounce mug set can't recommend it enough if you're looking for a tough mug, especially to go camping on hip camp. So check it out. Check it out. We have a interview released tonight. I have Jody Krangle coming up. She is a voice actress, a singer, a podcaster, and we talk about uh, voice acting and um, podcast audio and just audio recording in general. It's a good interview. Um, it was, uh, I picked it out because uh, a lot of side hustlers and a lot of podcasters, content creators in the audience. And I thought that uh, she had some valuable stuff to say. So check that out tonight. She released at, uh, should air live recorded at 6 p.m. Central. And then the audio podcast and everything comes out after that. So check it out. Jody Krangle on lots to talk about. And as I get wrapped up here, I am going to uh, get everything done and then hop on with uh, Pip and the rest of the crew from Duction Cups and interview them. That interview will be coming out a week from today on Monday night, uh, July 24th. And then uh, Thursday, Thursday, between now and then, I have Jason Sparks from Kentucky Kentucky Sustainable Living Festival. Uh, festival up in Kentucky right after SRF, a couple weeks after SRF. Uh, we'll put that one out on Thursday, and you can hear all about the Kentucky Sustainable Living Festival. So, other than that, let's... Uh, Let's wrap it up, guys. It's a Monday. We got it in the bag. We got Tinfoil Tuesdays tomorrow. We're going to roll through the week and uh, keep on going. Keep on going. So, guys, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen to one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys, and we will catch up with you tomorrow.